to start us off? Yeah. Your move. It's time to podcast. Still such a terrible, terrible intro for a terrible, terrible show. <laughs> you love it. You love it. Uh, welcome to You Activated My Podcast, a weekly Yu-Gi-Oh! rewatch podcast. I'm Tyler. I'm Jimmy. Uh, and this week, we are talking about Season 1, Episode 2, The Gauntlet is Thrown. Uh, we don't have as much time uh, uh, this week, and we decided maybe spending two hours talking about a half-hour uh, TV show is maybe not the best radio <laughs> So it's going to be a shorter episode this week, which I'm really it's excited It's not even for. half an hour. It's 21 minutes long. This is the long one of the longer episodes this season, and it's 21 minutes. Um, so I'm excited. Uh, but first, it's, it's time. time for n- 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 news. Um, is there actually any <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! news from... From last week. Well, so so as far as new stuff in Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, there's there's not this week. Um, but what I, a surprise! But I do want to talk about a couple of things that I have, that are news to me, I suppose. Um, so Jimmy, I, I've been texting you this week about uh, Yu-Gi-Oh Duel Links. Mm-hmm. Have you had a chance to download this yet? I haven't yet, but I saw you messing around with it a little bit. Yeah, so it's a it's a iPhone app. I, I think it's iOS and Android, but I only have iOS devices. Um, and it's essentially a digital Yu-Gi-Oh card game. Uh, and it really makes me want to go back and download the like virtual console uh, Game Boy Yu-Gi-Oh games. I think you and I should maybe do that on our, our 2DSs for, for research uh, <laughs> at some point. It's like a $5 game. I don't know. Uh, but this for iOS is free. And uh, essentially I downloaded it because I wanted to learn the like current rules to Duel Monsters. Because based on what we've seen so far... There are none. <laughs> uh, so I learned a lot, actually. Um, it's really cool. It uh, it lets you buy, like, new cards by getting gems, which you can either pay real money for or, like, you of course. get a login bonus. You know, your typical, like, free-to-play sort of gimmicks. Um, but it gives you a shit ton when you first sign up for the game. It gives you, like, I think a pack of five cards or a pack of three cards, I guess, is 50 gems, right? I started the game with 50,000 gems. Oh, dang. So I bought 100 packs. Rolling in the gems. It was great. Uh, no, pardon me. I bought 1,000 packs. I can do math. Um, and it's really interesting. So you can kind of tell the game when you start off, how well do you know Yu-Gi-Oh? And it asks, like, I remember the anime or the manga, or I have heard about it, or I'm a big fan of the game. Side or, tangent, this is a... F- um, my first time learning that there was a manga that this show is based on, the show in the game. Right. So that's that's kind of the other thing that I think we both learned. I feel like I knew it at one point, but I, I definitely learned it this week, is that we've been trying to figure out the rules to this game by watching the show. You can't. <laughs> you can't, because the show is trying to learn the games by watching the show. Um, and I'll give you an example. And this is kind of where I was going with the Duel Links thing. So... Uh, the show. Well, I, I guess we should start with wh- where the show was made. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. So the anime was made in the in the early to mid '90s. The TV show came out in like night. I don't have my notes in front of me, but like '96 to '98, right? Mm-hmm. The the original Japanese show, and then the card game came out two years after that, and then this show that we're watching came out in 2000. So this is a show 
based on a game, based on a show, based on a manga. Yes. So the so it's like four steps removed from anything resembling like actual design correct, philosophy. Correct. So so the things that they're doing in the show, I think, are still based on the original show for at least this season, which is why, like episode one, he was able to just straight up play Dark Magician, and uh, you know Blue Eyes White Dragon without having to like do anything extra. In the real game, here's the thing that I learned. There are star values for every card, uh, which is kind of like like mana cost, mm. kind of. Star value one through four on a card, you can just play. But you can only summon one monster per turn. So uh-huh. if, so if, even if it's a four value card that has like 1,200 attack or whatever, you can just play it, right? Above that, you have to do either a special summon, so like you have a card that lets you play this monster card, or what's called a tribute summon. And a tribute summon is you sacrifice a monster that's out on your side of the battlefield in order to play this new monster. Oh, okay. And cards that are a five or six star value, you have to tribute summon one monster. And above that, uh, and I don't know if there's a range for this, uh, you have to tribute summon two monsters. So in order to play Dark Magician, Yugi would have had to, s- to sacrifice one monster, which he did not. Of course. And Kaiba, to play Blue-Eyes White Dragon, would have had to sacrifice two monsters, which, of course, he did not. And he can only play one monster at a time, right? So he wouldn't have ever been able to play the two Blue-Eyes White Dragons simultaneously. across three separate turns he could have, but he would have had to sacrifice two monsters each time. (laughs) So it would have taken a total of, what is that, nine turns. Uh So this, this show isn't even... this. This show doesn't even understand the own game that it's making a well, show so, out of. So what I think happened was, is they made the manga and they made the first cartoon. And then uh, they were making the card game. And the card game was becoming popular when this show came out. And after, I, I mean, I'm hoping it gets more sensible in like season two or three. I honestly don't remember. Uh, after a while, they realized, oh, wait a second. This card game is broke as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, we actually have to make this good. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, people cannot play this. Um, so that was really kind of the news this week, I think, is that I'm slowly learning how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, I definitely recommend the app to folks who are interested. It does a really interesting thing uh, where when you buy cards, you can kind of go in and you can edit your decks uh, and you can actually tell it to auto-generate a deck for you based on the cards that you've purchased. So it just like makes whatever it thinks the best deck will be. Mm. Probably not a whole lot of like complex strategy there, but then past a certain like ranking that you get to, you can also auto duel. <laughs> <laughs> so you can kind For of when just... you don't want to build a deck and you also don't want to play the game. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I can play Yu-Gi-Oh with minimal involvement and it's actually really relaxing um, because you play against people who are like, like school kids, right? Oh, uh, using like, the like app. AI. Yeah. You can play against real people, too, but there are, like, AI in the game that you can play against who are, like, okay. school kids in the world. So these aren't, like, actual school kids. These are just, like, AI I mean, I'm assuming actual school, sk- school kids also play it, but I'm terrified to play against them because I will get owned. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, oh, you let up, you just set the AI running on your phone and drank a beer or something <laughs> while your, your phone dueled these kids <laughs> from all Stealing over the world. Um, no, 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 not e- not yet. Anyway, I, I plan on getting to that point at some point, but it's really fun just to be like, Oh, let it make me a deck. And, uh, Oh, let's see what playing with this deck is like. So I can kind of like learn some Yu-Gi-Oh strategy that way. 
again, not that there is much, but there's more than I think the TV show is letting on at this point. So that makes me excited. All right. Uh, did you have any Yu-Gi-Oh news? No. No. Okay. Cool. Well then, uh, it's, it's time, time to discuss the episode. <laughs> the gauntlet is thrown. Um, so what I want to do here is I want to talk about just a brief summary of the episode, uh, not like a shot for shot like we did last week. Um, and then I want to talk about our, our best and worst moments, uh, from the episode. Uh, do you want to take a stab at the summary? And I, am going to challenge you to not look at the summary that's up on the screen. Okay. We still got Netflix up. Um, basically, uh, Pegasus sends Yugi a magic VHS tape, Mm -hmm. which traps all his friends in like, it's not clear whether the shadow realm like pulls them into an alternate dimension or just like freezes time because they're just kind of frozen right behind him as he is forced to dual Pegasus for 15 minutes for some reason. And then the magic VHS tape steals grandpa's soul. The end. Uh, yeah, actually that's a pretty good summary. Um, we, uh, we are introduced to a lot of things in this episode. Uh, it starts with, uh, Joey losing again, uh, this time to Taya. Uh, and, uh, Yugi takes Joey to the game store and I, yeah, I'm a little tired because this is like the second episode in a row where, it started the completely s- the same way with them playing card games at school. And you then legitimately thought this was episode one again. I did. And then Joey loses and they have to go to the game store. So Joey can learn more about dual monsters. Right. So, so essentially Yugi convinces grandpa. It's literally to, the exact same. To train Joey. <laughs> uh, and uh, grandpa starts training Joey. And they they end up watching this like regional tournament uh, for for Yu Gi Oh. And we're introduced to two characters uh, named uh, <laughs> what are their names? Rex uh, Raptor. Rex Raptor. Yes. And Weevil Underwood. Weevil Underwood. Thank you. That was the name I was trying to to remember. Uh, Rex Raptor, uh, as you can probably guess, plays with a dinosaur themed deck. Whoa! Holy shit! What a concept. I know. Uh, and Weevil Underwood plays with a a bug themed deck. Uh, Who would have thought? So apparently <laughs> another integral part of this universe that we're missing is that you have to play with cards that are related to your name. Uh, so you you can only play brown cards? I don't know. <laughs> I can only play tile-based It's like the, uh, the Ace Attorney series where everyone who gets murdered has a name like Victim. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so, so it is like that. So you're basically preordained. Uh, through your name to only be able to play one type of card. Yeah, there we go. So Joey Wheeler, uh, towards the end of the season, is only going to have wheel-based cards. <laughs> uh, and uh, Yugi Moto uh, is going to have motorcycle-based cards. Yep. Done. Sold. Uh, so they watch the tournament, and uh, it's, it's kind of rushed through at the end of the tournament. Weevil wins. Uh, the the match in like two yeah turns. he gives his insect a gun basically that shoots the dinosaur <laughs> yeah and then he he just wins it's it's two turns in and he just defeats him uh with with the bug gun <laughs> um and then uh they introduce uh sort of the new villain for this episode uh Maximilian Pegasus who is the CEO of 
you made a joke about it. What is the company's name? Uh, oh, it was like Industrial Illusions or something. Yeah, Industrial Illusions. Industrial it was very Light similar. Magic was the yeah. joke that we made. It's very similar to ILM, but for just card games. Right. Uh, so they introduced Maximilian Pegasus, uh, who we saw at the end of last episode. And we spent a long time talking about his hair. But it's revealed that he is the inventor of Duel Monsters. And he goes up to Weevil and he says, uh, I want to invite you to this special tournament that I'm throwing, basically. Um, and then, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then he leaves and essentially asks one of his dudes, like, hey, did you send that package to Yugi? And then we get to where you jumped in, where Yugi opens up this package that he gets from Pegasus and it is a glove and a couple of stars and a VHS tape, which really, I think, dates this episode a little bit. Uh, do you want to explain what's on the VHS tape? He puts the VHS tape in the player, and it's just uh, a close-up shot of Pegasus's face uh, really hamming it up and monologuing and then being like, oh, by the way, this is a magic VHS tape. I'm going to trap all your friends in the Shadow Realm. So we introduce the Shadow Realm, which is what it says on the tin. It's, it's like an alternate dimension, I guess. Yeah. Where it's dark and cold. <laughs> Hence the name. <laughs> Hence the name. Uh, and uh, Pegasus reveals that magic is real uh, and that he was not the actual inventor of dual monsters. Which you think uh, Yugi would understand that magic is real since he's uh, an ancient pharaoh part of the time. Yeah, like, I don't even know that he knows that he's a pharaoh, but he definitely knows that he's being possessed by something yeah. anytime he plays dual monsters. Yeah. <laughs> you would uh, think he'd, kind of he'd get to... the clue since he's wearing this, like, mystical pyramid around his neck all the time. That, like, magic is real. Yeah. Uh, but no, he's completely flabbergasted. What? Uh, uh, and uh, Pegasus challenges him to this, like, magic duel through the TV screen. Through the VHS tape. Which so I'm really like, impressed by. Yeah, I'm not even sure how that works. But magic. Yeah. Is, is literally the full explanation that we get. Uh, <laughs> and he reveals that he uh, is not the inventor of Duel Monsters. Actually, it's a 5,000-year-old game uh, called The Shadow Games. That uses real monsters. Again, ah, real monsters. Uh, so they're going to play uh, a shadow game. And uh, they it's do. It's also worth noting here, just as, uh, as an aside, that uh, Pegasus traps all his friends in the shadow realm. And he says, we're going to play a card game now. And Yugi is just like, okay. Like, he doesn't even yeah. question it for a second. He comments on it once. He says, it's, <laughs> what does he say? He says, it's dark and it's cold and all my friends stopped moving. I think that's the full line and that's it. That's the only time he comments on it. And then he does his Yu-Gi-Oh! He shouts his own name. Um, and he has his magical girl transformation. <laughs> yeah. And forgets all about his friends. Yeah. And like, Oh, okay, sure. I'll play this card game with you. I'm starting to worry about Yugi's short term memory. <laughs> I'm sh starting to worry about his like empathy. Yeah. Is Yugi a sociopath? He might be. If I saw you frozen and then someone's yelling at me through <laughs> through the TV, I'd be more concerned uh, than Yugi is if yeah. the world was suddenly frozen around me. Right? Like Instead I of feel... just accepting it. Yeah. Instead of just being like, oh, yeah, I'll play your card game. Sure. Yeah. Sure, weird old man. <laughs> sure, weird grown man talking on the VHS tape. To a 10-year-old. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, how old is Yugi? Is it established that he's ten? I don't. I don't know that it is established. Uh, because oh, it does say I'm looking at the synopses here on, on Netflix now. It does say a high schooler Yugi Moto. Oh, interesting. Um, so he he's what? He's hella short. Four, for fourteen. How old high is he in high school? I don't know. I don't remember. 14, it's been a long time since I've been in high school. <laughs> it's been a bit. It's been a, it's been a bit. So so he's like fourteen. I'm gonna guess. Sure. Let's um, go with that. So, but he is like legitimately three feet. Tall. Yes. Uh, like we in this screen cap here, Joey is like at least three feet taller than him. Yeah, Joey is nearly double Yugi's height. <laughs> he I, comes up to like right at chest level, which I don't think means that Joey is especially tall because there are other people taller than Joey. But and gr- Grandpa is just a tiny, tiny bit taller than Yugi. But he's like an old man. Yeah. Right. So he's like you know. That that's expected. You don't expect like elderly men to be to still be like six foot two or whatever. No, he's a little hunched, you know. Um, so Yugi yeah, is so a short, know. short boy. Yeah. So then he goes through his magical girl transformation. He becomes six foot one again, uh, and he's like, "Okay, cool. I'll play your card game." And then it's revealed that uh, part of the like magical thing going on here is that Pegasus can see. Yugi's cards. The real magic is just cheating. <laughs> right. And he, he keeps saying, I love, I love that he keeps saying, um, you've never had a, you, you've never faced a duelist like me before. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> because he's legitimately using magic to cheat here yeah. by looking at He's Yugi's just cheating. Cards. Like, how can you defeat me? Well, you're cheating, bro. Uh, I also love that he has the exact, even though he can't see it's revealed the deck that Yugi has, Pegasus has the exact cards to counter yugi's cards before he plays them mm. like the first thing that, that happens is yugi draws this like dragon card and then pegasus draws this like dragon vase card that magically tra- <laughs> captures dragons oh what a coincidence it turns out the only one who believes in the heart of the cards is pegasus i think so i mean he kind of explains like what the magical items are later on and i, I think i think he's like the one true believer here yeah uh which is kind of nice it kind of makes me like him yeah, I would agree. I kind of like Pegasus just because he's such a ham and that he just looks like Inuyasha if he grew up and combed his hair. And it's, I mean, spoiler alert, job. Pegasus wins here, right? Yeah. And he could have done any one of a number of things, but he lets Yugi go, which is like kind of cool. You know, it's like, okay, I've tested you. I know what you're about. Here's what we're going to do. I'm not going to hurt you. Oh, but I am going to take your grandpa's soul. Uh <laughs> And we continue the trend of kidnapping grandpa. Yeah. Two episodes in a row is just kidnapping grandpa and like reducing him to a comatose state. I do appreciate though that they're kidnapping grandpa and not like Taya, for example, like that does, that does put a nice spin on the damsel in distress thing. The grandpa in distress, if you will. Um, And Taya is actually like competent at the game too. Right. Taya is actually good at the game and knows what she's about. Uh, but they just keep capturing Grandpa because... I guess Grandpa's the only one Yugi cares about. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, given what we've seen earlier, that might be true. Where he goes like, oh, all my friends are frozen. Oh, well, let me play this card game. Maybe Grandpa is the only one he cares about. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't give a shit about his friends. Maybe. They're uh, all just like hangers on because he's so good at this card game. Uh, the argument for that or against that, I guess, would be earlier on when he tried to convince Grandpa to train Joey. Mm. And he uses this like 
reverse psychology on grandpa to convince him to train Joey, but maybe Joey's paying grandpa. Maybe this is a grift the whole time. (laughs) That sequence is also really weird to me because, um, Joey just wants to learn how to play this card game. And grandpa is like, you're going to have to be, this is, this will be the greatest, like most difficult process you could ever hope to achieve. It's going to take thousands of hours. It's going to be like, he just wants to learn the card game. It's not, he doesn't want to be like the super champion of the, the game forever. Right. Yeah. He just wants to not be embarrassed. Someone teach Joey this freaking card game so he can play games with his friends. Just spend 30 minutes, you know, help him put a deck together for him. Explain what monsters are. Explain how to use them. Explain how to use magic. Right. That's it. Done. Uh, so maybe we should get into into the next bit because the episode literally does end there, right? Like, uh, Pegasus takes Grandpa's soul using the power of his Millennium Eye, so he's got this like weird glowing eye that can apparently steal souls, um, just like Yugi has the Millennium Puzzle that can apparently open your mind and make people freak out. Is that what its power is? I it's don't know. Left extremely vague. It what is. it's what it actually does and how you got it and. We don't, we don't know anything other than its name at this point and that it's one of seven Millennium Artifacts. So it's like a video game plot at this point. That's it. Who knows? Uh, I don't. Maybe we'll learn. Maybe we'll learn. I don't know. Um, but that's the episode, and it kind of ends on a cliffhanger. Uh, I think, if I remember correctly, what's going to happen next is the other parts of that suitcase are essentially Yugi's invitation to that same tournament that Pegasus was telling Weevil about. Uh, and we're going to start to see more interaction with other duelists, which I'm really excited for. Uh, do you want to talk about your best and worst of the episode? Uh, let's see. Best. Uh, Pegasus. Pegasus. Pegasus is like the only interesting character so far. I really agree. I, I love this idea of, uh, of somebody taking a game, like an, like an ancient game, and sort of giving it new life, like turning it into a card game. Uh, and there's a great moment where uh, he asks Yugi, don't you believe in magic? Or, or don't you believe there's magic in these cards? And Yugi goes, well, I don't know, you tell me, you invented the game. Uh, like a real snotty brat kind of question. And Pegasus goes, actually, I didn't invent the game. Uh, and he talks about this like long history of it. And <laughs> Not only did I, do I cheat playing the game, I also plagiarized the whole thing. Right. Well, so I kind of I kind of enjoy that though. Um, have you seen? Uh, I to- I told you about uh, the founder on Netflix. I still haven't seen it. No, but yeah. I know uh, so so about. it's it's this movie about Ray Kroc, who is the guy who like bought McDonald's from the McDonald's brothers, and it's really interesting in that you don't you don't really like his character. Uh, after the la- after the first like thirty minutes in the movie, because you can see how much of a slime ball he is, uh, because what he does is he finds a way to lie, cheat, and steal his way sort of up the ranks to convincing McDonald's to franchise, and then buying the land out from under McDonald's, and then using the money from the real estate to put the McDonald's brothers out of business basically to like buy McDonald's from them and then go on to make millions and millions and millions. And at the end of the movie, uh, they do that like, uh, like text card where are they now sort of thing. And they did the math 
and they were like, even if they had stuck to the original like contract of the McDonald's brothers keeping, I don't know, 0.5% of the profits of McDonald's as like a, a terms of you like conditions of the, the deal. Mm. Uh, they would have like $60 billion annually by now. Uh, so like, I, I, I really enjoy this kind of story. So you're saying Yu-Gi-Oh is the McDonald's of card games. Kind of. Yeah. So like, so, so dual monsters being the original thing is not in this world, sort of like a new concept, but it's one that it just enough people forgot about. And apparently there's real magic that like this dude goes, Oh, you know, it'd be really fun. What if we made that into a card game? Hey, uh, for reasons that are so far unknown at this point. Like we don't really know why he wanted to do this other than just, it seemed fun. And I really enjoy that. I feel like this episode had a lot of great, uh, story hooks like this that would have been better in the first episode to like draw people in. Like imagine if like two thirds of the way into the first episode, it was revealed that there's actually real monsters here because it it goes out of its way. Uh, in the first episode to be like, oh, are these are real monsters? Nope, it's just holograms. So do you think, do you think we needed episode one? Like plot wise? Not really. It, it didn't do a up, whole lot. It sets up why Pegasus would send a package to Yugi because Yugi beats the like national champion, Kaiba. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of it. Uh, so yeah, so I would agree. I think I think Pegasus is my like my high point of this episode. Uh what about your worst point of the episode? Uh Magic VHS tape is still pretty hokey <laughs> by like late 90s standards. Yeah. yeah. It uh Yeah, it it didn't I mean, it's very clearly just a rip off of The Ring. Yes. Yes, thank you. Uh, but it, with a children's card game. Right. And it sort of brought in that, like, if you die in the game, you die in real life sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. But with a grandpa's soul. But with grandpa's soul instead. Uh, yeah, I feel like they could have done that maybe better. I, I don't really know what that would look like. Um, what was your best and worst? Uh, golly, I, I think I think Pegasus was my best, uh, like I was saying earlier. Um, I I think the best part about Pegasus other than him just being like a smarmy asshole is uh, when they first introduce him in this episode and it's the announcer at the arena uh, introducing him for like the tournament. And there's this shot where they start off real close to the announcer's face and then they zoom out real quick as he does this like uh, pointing sort of up and to the left from the camera. Uh, that's very like, it's a very anime ass anime shot. And he's like shouting everything he's saying. <laughs> and he goes, Maximilian Pegasus. Like it's like a wrestling in- intro. Uh, uh-huh. um, that I think, well, then he part. comes out of that elevator in the floor too. Yes. He was yes. just hanging out in the middle of the, uh, the arena and like slowly rises out of the ground. If Pegasus in that moment had stripped down to spandex and jumped into a ring to wrestle one of these monsters to the ground, I would not have been surprised. It was very much that kind of intro. Pegasus is way too flamboyant to be caught dead wearing spandex, though. I mean, he's got that red suit. He's got his, like, fancy, fancy jacket. Yeah, I guess he doesn't really need, like, a wrestling outfit. He's kind of already wearing one. (laughs) He's such a fancy boy. He's a fancy boy. Pegasus is the best. (laughs) Um, 
my worst moment. I think the bug gun might be my worst moment because because <laughs> that's the thing that I've learned about Yu-Gi-Oh is that like that kind of play is very definitely something that happens in the real game of like, oh, I just win on turn two now because I put, a, <laughs> I put a gun on my bug. On your, on your praying mantis. Yeah. I just gave it a laser cannon. And I know like it's designed to show this, this show does weird things where like other kids shows around this time, every episode would have like a moral that the kid is supposed to learn, you know, like, Oh, I guess it's bad to steal or like, this is why lying is wrong. And Yu-Gi-Oh does the same thing, but with like mechanics of a card game (laughs) where like, Oh, this is why spell cards are good. Uh, and so how they do it is Rex Raptor plays, Again, this is not possible in the actual game. The strongest card in his deck is what the announcer says. And Weevil plays... Because the announcer just happens to know every card in his deck. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as one one does. Yeah. Uh, And then Weevil plays a basic bug card that is not like a bad turn one card, but it's not the strongest card in his deck. Uh, So Retraptor is like taunting him and Weevil goes, ah, but I'm going to play this spell card and give it a gun, and you lose now. <laughs> and that's the end. That's the end of the match. <laughs> it's two turns. The moral of the story is give your bug a gun. Right. So I don't know. That fell flat for me. I really wish they'd spend more time playing this card game. <laughs> <laughs> Something that uh, bothered me was that in the first episode, um, they go up to, they roll up to Kaiba's place, and then they see his like custom holographic uh arena essentially the stadium that he's built inside his uh his penthouse suite and like they all react like it's this incredible thing they've never seen before and then in this episode we see similar uh holographic uh things being shown on like live tv like this is not a foreign concept to them having holograms and playing card games on them yeah that was really weird and i (sighs) because it was did they actually flat out say that uh, Kaiba had invented the, the holographic yeah, thing? Yeah, so, so Kaiba said, I invented this. That's funny because um, they just acted like they had never seen one before. And yeah. here they are being like shown on national TV. My, my only thought, and this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I, I have my guess here, and this is filling in a lot of blanks, is that we know that it's been weeks since that happened. Uh, we don't know exactly how many, but they say uh, at the start of that scene that Joey's been training for weeks. So we know it's been at least a few weeks since the beginning of this episode, and we don't know how long it's been between episode one and episode two. That's true. So it could have been a few months. That's an extremely fast turnaround, though, to license and then build a holographic interface and then have it on national TV for your for this, like, apparently world-famous sport. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it kind of makes me wonder what, like, if this sport really is that world-famous, like, how were they broadcasting this before? Like, is it, like, an ESPN 8? Like, (laughs) they've just got sort of a top-down view, like they do for Magic now. Like, they've got a top-down view of the table, and that's it. Um, Or... The wrestlers are just at a... they're, They're, like, in the middle of a wrestling arena, but with, like a card table set up and there's just two guys on each side. Like chess boxing. Yeah. Uh, chess boxing, by the way, is a great sport and you should look it up on YouTube. 
Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't much understand that. My like assumption is that somehow Kaiba found a way to franchise the the arena. So maybe it's been like a full year, even who knows? <laughs> like it's been an amount of time. I don't know. The show certainly isn't going to tell us. Also, how did a high schooler invent and build a holographic battle arena? I don't know. Maybe he's really smart, like Spider-Man. Well, why is he still in high school? <laughs> That's a really good question. Why is he still in why high school? Why does he still go to the same school with these losers? If you're making millions, if not billions of dollars licensing your proprietary holographic card game dueling system, you don't really need to stick around for, like, remedial math. You can just drop out and your life will be exactly the same. Yeah, just like take the I mean in California, you know, we had the um the high school proficiency exam. You just get your GED, you pass the test, you get your GED. Just do that and then go and be like keep running the family business, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I like, mean, he's already successful enough to be the head of the company. Right. So, he's not dumb. No. <laughs> I mean, clearly. Or or maybe he is because he's still in high school. Who knows? <laughs> maybe he's got some very specific deficiencies that we don't know about. Like he just he's like Sherlock. He doesn't know that the Earth revolves around the sun. Yeah, maybe they have. Uh, he has, has to be there like legally. Ooh, I, like I don't know that. what what country this is supposed to take place in. Like what what their laws are I, in this yeah, fictional country. I'm not really. I think this is still supposed to be in Japan. Is it still Japan? Uh, but like because different... there's an America later on, mm. uh, and I don't know, there aren't enough cultural touchstones here to really place it in anywhere but one of those two places. I think, um, like it's not in Germany, probably, uh, <laughs> probably. Who knows? Deutsch monsters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. That'd be good. Um, <laughs> It's the same game, but just a lot more yelling in German. Maybe this would be a game that Tristan would learn the rules of. Which I think I'm going to give an honorary mention as my like honorary worst part. Tristan in this episode is not good. Because he still makes fun of Joey for not being good at the card game. But he still clearly does not know of the card game's existence. <laughs> the side characters really don't have a lot to say in these in this episode. No, I mean, they just ha- kind of hang around and then they get frozen in time. Yeah, and, and I think really the 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 real shining light here, I guess, is Taya in this episode because she does more of that, like teaching Joey about the card game. Um, but then, yeah, but then it's kind of it. That's that's all they really do, which is kind of disappointing. Um, is there anything else about this episode you want to talk about? No, I think we've covered it. Uh, next week is called Journey to the Duelist Kingdom. Uh, ah, that's that's where it all takes place. Duelist Kingdom. Duelist Kingdom. Uh, now it's I do have to say it's dual ist like like people who duel. Yeah. Not how I heard it in my head just then. Dual est. <laughs> the duelist the most kingdom. Duels. <laughs> <laughs> where do all these duels take place? Well, I'm glad you asked. The Duelist Kingdom. Uh. <laughs> To be fair, I think both are still technically true about the Duelist Kingdom. It's where the Duelists go to have the most duels. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, so that's exciting. Uh, that'll be episode three. Um, do you you want to end the show uh, by reading, now that we've kind of recapped the episode in, in detail, do you want to read the Netflix recap that we have right here that I think is really great? Oh, um, 
Hold up. I, you can't see all of it. Uh, oh, is there glare on the... No, it just... Um, it. Oh, no, no, episode. no. That's It's supposed that to end, end that way, I think. Oh, it is? Yeah, because that's the end of the episode. When Maximilian Pegasus, the creator of Dual Monsters, triumphs over Yugi in a game of real magic, he claims the soul of Yugi's grandfather. Dun, dun, dun. Well, I think that's all we've got today. I... How that's you, it. How that's do you the feel about this new format? I like it better. Good. Okay. Me Faster. too. I think we're going to keep doing that, and uh, we'll be back next week with Journey to the Duelist Kingdom. In the meantime, <laughs> it's time to uh, 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 end the episode. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>